after 20 years, which is about two best friends who had to part ways. They turned to keep an appointment they had made 20 years ago. After 20 years, written by O. Henry, the policeman of the beat moved up the avenue impressively. The impressiveness was habitual and not for slow, for spectators were few. The time was barely 10 o'clock at night, but chilly gusts of wind with the taste of rain them had well nigh depeopled the streets. Trying door as he went, twirling his club with many intricate and artful movements, turning now and then to cast his watchful eye adown the pacific thoroughface, the officer, with his stalwart form and slight swagger, made a fine picture a guardian of the peace. The vicinity was one that kept her holy hours. Now and then you might see the light of a cigar store or an all-night lunch counter, but the majority of the doors belonged to the business places that had long since been closed. When about midway of a certain block, the policeman suddenly slowed his walk. In the doorway of a darkened hardware store, a man leaned, with an unlighted cigar in his mouth. As the policeman walked up to him, the man spoke quickly. It's all right, officer, he said assuringly. I'm just, a, I'm just waiting for a friend. It's an appointment made 20 years ago. Sounds a little funny to you, doesn't it? Well, I'll explain if you would like to make certain it's all straight. About that long ago, there used to be a restaurant where the store stands. Big Joe's Brady's restaurant. Until five years ago, said the policeman. It was turned down then. The man at the doorway struck a match and lit his cigar. The light showed a pale, square-jawed face with keen eyes and a little white scare near his right eyebrow. His scarf pin was a large diamond, oddly set. Twenty years ago tonight, said the man, I dined here at Big Joe's Brady's with Jimmy Wells, my best chum and the finest chap in the world. He and I were raised in here, New York, just like two brothers together. I was 18 and Jimmy was 20. The next morning, I had to start to the west to make my fortune. You couldn't have dragged Jimmy out of New York. He thought it was the only place on earth. Well, we agreed that night that we would meet here again exactly 20 years from the time and date. No matter what our conditions might be or from what distance we might have to come. We figured out in 20 years each of us ought to have our destiny worked out from our fortunes that we have made, whatever they are going to be. It sounds pretty interesting, said the policeman. Rather a long time between the meets, though it seems to me, haven't you heard from your close friend since you left? Well, yes, for a time we corresponded, said the other, but after a year or two we lost track of each other. You see, the West is a pretty big proposition and I kept hustling over it pretty lively. But I know Jimmy will meet me here if he's alive. For he always was the truest, staunchest old chap in the world. He'll never forget me. I came a thousand miles to stand at his door tonight. And it's worth if and it's worth it if my old partner turns up. The wedding man pulled out a handsome watch. The lids of it were set with small diamonds. Three minutes to ten, he announced. It was exactly ten o'clock when we parted here at the restaurant door. Did pretty well out west, didn't you? asked the policeman. You bet. I hope Jimmy has done half as well. He was kind of plodder though, good fellow as he was. I've had to compete with some of the sharpest wits going to set my pile. A man gets in a groove in New York, it takes the West to pull a razor edge on him. The policeman twirled his club and took a step or two. I'll be on my way, hope your friends come all around tonight. Going to call time on his sharp. I should not stay, said the other. I'll give him half an hour at least. If Jimmy is alive on his earth, he'll be here at time. So long, officer. Good night, sir, said the policeman, passing on along his beat, trying doors as he went. He was now a fine, cold resolve, and the wind has raised from its certain puffs into a steady blow. 
The few foot passengers as still in the quarter hurried dismally and silently along the coat collars turned high and pocketed hands. And at the door of the hardware store, uh, the man who had come a thousand miles to fill an appointment, uncertain almost to absurdity, with the friend of youth, smoked his cigar and waited. About twenty minutes he waited, and then a tall man in a long overcoat with collar turned up to his ears hurried across the opposite side of the street. He went directly to the waiting man. Is that you, Bob? He asked doubtfully. Is that you, Jimmy Wells? cried the man in the door. Bless my heart, exclaimed the new arrival, grasping both the other's hands with his own. It's Bob, sure as fate. I was certain I'd find you here if you're still in existence. Well, 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 twenty years is a long time. The old restaurant's gone, Bob. I wish it had lasted so we could have another dinner there. How was the West treated you, old man? Bully, it has given me everything I have asked it for. You've changed lots. Jimmy, I never thought you were so tall by t- two or three inches. Oh, I grew a bit after I was twenty. Doing well in New York, Jimmy. Moderately have a position in one of the city departments. Come on, Bob. We'll go around to a place I know of and uh, have a good long talk about old times. The two men started up the street arm in arm. The men from the West, his egotism enlarged by success, was beginning to outline the history of his career. The other submerged in his overcoat, listening with interest. At the corner stood a drugstore, brilliant with electric lights. When they came into the glare, each of them turned simultaneously to gaze upon the other's face. The man from the west stopped suddenly and released his arm. You're not Jimmy Wells, he snapped. Twenty years is a long time, but not long enough to change a man's nose from a Roman to a pug. It sometimes changes good men to bad ones, said the tall man. You've been under arrest for ten minutes, silky bob. Chicago thinks you may you may have dropped over our way and wires us she wants to have a chat with you. Going quietly, are you? That's sensible. Now before we go onto the station, here's a note I was asked to hand you. You may read it here to the window. It's from Patrolman's Wells. The man from the West unfolded the little piece of paper handed to him. His hand was steady when he began to read. But it trembled a little time by the time he finished. The note was rather short. Bob, I was the appoint I was appointed place on time. But he struck the match to light. Your cigar, I saw your face, and the man you were the man who who was wanted in Chicago. Somehow I couldn't do it myself. So I went around and got a plain clothes man to do the job. Jimmy. <laughs>